My name is Scott Challoner, and you are listening to the Leaders Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. Now, as our regular listeners will know very well, part of our mission here at the Leaders Council is to bring you a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. And to this end, we're joined on today's programme by leadership coach, positive habits teacher, and international speaker, Kat Thorne, who founded and directs her own coaching business, The Morning Game Changer. Um, Kat, very warm welcome to you, and thank you for joining joining us on the program. It's a real pleasure having you with us. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here today. Yeah, it's exciting for us as well having you with us, Kat. Now, um, you, of course, are a sort of leadership coach, as I've sort of just talked about there. And that's a very broad term, isn't it? So in your own words, um, what is it that you sort of actually do? And how would you kind of describe your own approach to sort of leadership coaching and instilling those sort of habits that can create real meaningful change within leaders and within businesses? Well, I would actually, it's hard. I think the word coach is very broad. And mm. I've actually sort of branded myself more of a teacher. I actually, I'm a qualified teacher and started my career in teaching. Um, so I focus on teaching the power of positive and healthy habits to um, organizations, whether it's employees or leaders. Um, so yeah, I like to think of myself more of a, as a teacher because my approach is very practical. And all the work I do, whether it's keynotes or um, interactive sessions or masterclasses, it's all very very, very practical. And um, I think that's why I get really good results. And just sort of looking into the origin story behind the morning game changer, um, when did you kind of realise that going into sort of leadership teaching in your own terms was going to be the way forward for you? Well, actually, it's very interesting. It's, it's, Tomorrow, the 1st of September, will be the anniversary, one-year anniversary, that I actually mm-hmm. a relatively new um, initiative. I have worked in leadership for many years, and it was actually due to a very personal but very work-related, um, could only describe it, Scott, as, a, as, as, as sort of like I destroyed every part of my life. And I did that through a series of very unhealthy habits uh, back in 2016. And I think that was the start. That was the catalyst. Um, and, and I think that often happens to leaders. They have a sort of some kind of explosion or some kind of wake-up call. Um, and that was mine. And, and that's when I started to go in a different direction. Um, but the morning game changer wasn't born until... Um, the idea was for a couple of years ago. Yeah, and just obviously be more specific on the sort of explosion side of things and uh, how leaders can sort of succumb to that. Um, do you think that this is a result of things like burnout and overburdening work-related stress? Are these the kind of factors we're talking about that sort of cause these things to happen? Definitely. I think leaders, we forget that we need to prepare ourselves for our our roles within leadership. And and I remember when I entered into my first CEO role, um, it was incredibly challenging. The organization that I was um, leading was in turmoil and um, I needed to turn it around. And I think we are very, when we, you know, leaders are often very ambitious characters, aren't they? And so, from my own personal experience and, and many of the leaders I've worked with, we wake up often early and we go straight into work mode or sort of this autopilot mode. 
And very quickly, and I think the statistic is 80% of us are, are into our smartphones within 15 minutes of opening our eyes. So it's very easy for us just to, you know, wake up and, and sort of quickly go straight into work without mentally and physically preparing ourselves. And and I, you know, I personally experienced this with this life explosion, if you want to call it that. That over time, waking up every single day compounded. Um, so waking up every day and going straight into my work phone and kind of ending the day in a very similar way, using you know coffee and energy drinks to keep me going, alcohol to kind of bring me down at night, and those habits compounded over time. So this wasn't the result of, of a couple of days or a couple of weeks or a couple of months. This is um, a couple of years in the making. You know. Uh, a good a, a good ten years, I would say, and that is the um, power, but that's also the challenge with habits is that over time they can compound and cause burnout, stress, um, but much more overwhelm, divorce, infidelity, and many other quite tragic circumstances. And I think one of the the main reason I started the Morning Game Changer was because I I want to help individuals um before they reach that explosion point because it's you know losing every part of your life is is very 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 difficult and it was a very dark time i guess it's kind of at this point when we need to think about the need for leaders to kind of lead by example on well-being isn't it because i think we often in leadership roles can worry too much about the well-being of others and looking after everyone else and almost neglect to look after the self and we, we've got to kind of like lead by example on that haven't we we've got to know to take that step back as and when we need to and sort of prioritize our own well-being to avoid circumstances like this and I suppose you could say that given the sort of lessons of the last couple of years with the COVID pandemic we may have had a little bit of a wake-up call just to kind of nudge us towards prioritizing that just that little bit more. I think you're absolutely right. And I, I think I see now more than ever organizations prioritizing employee well-being and mental health. However, I think you're right. I think it's um, it's one thing to put initiatives in place within your organization and it's another to actually practice what you preach. And I think we're starting to see more organizations now thinking about the initiatives they've got and whether they actually have any real impact on well-being. And so we've seen over over the years and, and definitely an increase since the pandemic, um, various well-being initiatives, everything from gym memberships to apps to coaching and all sorts of training and, and different things, perks and things. But for me, many organisations, in fact, most of the organisations I work for, they, they can't actually demonstrate any ROI on those activities. Um, so for me, habits are, are the key. They really are the answer. And obviously, it's, it is a bit sensitive because what you're essentially you know, saying is that leaders have to look from within. They have to actually... Um, become self-aware of their own habits in order to take action and in order to make change. Um, however, I've, I've had such an overwhelming positive response from um, employees especially who just after just a, a very, the very first 90-minute session, 
say, wow, I need to do something about this. Um, I'm inspired and, I'm, and I've got the tools and now I can do something about this. And, and to me, that's, that's incredible. It is, isn't it? And it's amazing just what that little bit of self-reflection can actually do and can actually make people realise because um, a lot of us have been talking about, just to cite an example, the last couple of years of how great hybrid working and working from home is because, you know, you don't have to necessarily commute to work and you can be more productive in that time and you don't have to necessarily travel for meetings. However, um, the time that you would usually spend sort of on the train or travelling to a meeting where you might get that little bit of downtime, um, you're probably going to be spending that now when you're getting ready for the zoom meeting opening up your emails and trying to do more work and that's sort of the dark side of it isn't it you can easily overburden yourself that way and so these are the kind of things and the sort of habits if you will that we've got to be aware of particularly in working practice absolutely and and, and lots of organizations and teams i'm talking to and working with on a daily basis say that there were some really positive habits created at the beginning of the pandemic you know that really difficult challenging time we had in those those very first few months mm. um lot, lots of people were going outside all the time i re- i recall being on the beach because I, I live in uh, portsmouth and i live very close to the sea and i remember walking my dog very early one morning it must have been six o'clock or something and seeing a father with his two children playing in the sand and i sort of wondered whether he would normally be on a train to London, you know, working, you know, track commuting a couple of hours a day. And actually this pandemic, the lockdown was giving him this opportunity to be out with his children in the fresh air. I think lots of employees and teams had great habits at that point. And I think many of those have slipped and many of those have become very challenging especially for people who are working remotely or hybrid there's no distinction anymore for a lot of people between what's work and what's home and I think things like as much as smartphones can be incredible and have advanced our lives in many ways Mm. they also can be extremely damaging for our well-being but also on our relationships and our ability to focus and to be present so I I get a lot of feedback from teams that this is something that they're really struggling with and, and you know and how you actually switch off it is difficult, isn't it, to just sort of switch off as and when you need to as a leader. I think you're absolutely right, especially so when, you know, you have working practices in place where the distinction between work life and home life is blurred. So obviously without kind of giving sort of too much away, Kat, are there any sort of basic tips that you would sort of recommend to leaders to be able to help them kind of switch off and step back sort of as and when it does reach that end point in the day? Well, it's all about habits and it's all about creating boundaries. Um, one of the things that works for many people is removing work emails from your phone. So and this is, sometimes isn't a very popular opinion, but it really does work. And for example, I removed work email from my phone many years ago. And because what I realized was happening, Scott, was I was, you know, doing something else. I was outside, you know, at a party, perhaps watching television, cooking, whatever. And I would hear that notorious ding or my phone would buzz. And I would half read uh, 
that email and half respond. And I had a colleague that used to do this as well. And because you're not fully at work, your brain isn't fully uh, switched on to work at that moment, mm. you're not giving your full attention. So you, you, that's when people make mistakes. And that's when, um, you know, when there's a lapse of concentration. So by one very simple um, habit, one very simple tactic is removing email, you're not then tempted and uh, to look at your emails when you're actually with your family. Um, I had a lady recently who was who, who told me this very interesting story. She was at the park with her child. You know, you can imagine it on a Sunday, a sunny Sunday morning. She's pushing her child on the swing at a park, and she heard her phone ding. And you know, the child was happy swinging. She got out the phone, and there was an email, a work email, and it really upset her. And but she couldn't do anything about it because it was eleven o'clock on a Sunday morning. And had she had not had email on her phone. She would have carried on being present with her child, enjoying that Sunday resting, and she could have dealt with it on Monday while when she was back in the office at work with her colleagues around her. So that's definitely one tip I would say um, works really well. And it, like I said, it's, it's not always a popular opinion because lots of people like to have it on the move. But for me, you know, laptops are just as accessible now. So. When you're at work, your laptop's open and you're working. And when you're not at work, you know, the laptop's closed. Yeah, I think it's important, isn't it, to sort of really lay down the boundary there, that distinction between work life and home life, because the crossing of the boundaries, as you just described with that example there, it just shows how damaging it can be when work is constantly interfering with home life. And I think I remember somebody actually describing this to me as almost like watching the soaps with that blue glow of your laptop or mobile phone on your face when you're answering your work emails. And it does all kind of spiral and it does get on top of you, isn't it? So it is something really very much for uh, for leaders that are tuning into this to seriously consider that sort of thing, no matter how unpopular it might seem at first. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And the other thing that obviously is a big part, I mean, the, the giveaway is in the name, the Morning Game Changer. A big part of the work I do is showing... Um, leaders and employees the value of your morning so if you think about it like running a marathon you wouldn't just get up today put your trainers on and try and run 26 miles it you just wouldn't be able to do it and so running a marathon requires training it requires because we know that running is a physical but also a mental um sport so you would you would follow a plan you would run you know, perhaps to the end of the street until you build up to run a mile, three miles, and so on. And for me, it's exactly the same concept with our days. The majority of us, we wake up, we go straight into our phones, we drink a couple of coffees, and we open our emails, or we get on the train, we go to work, whatever we're doing. And so when you're thrown a curveball, whether it be a work one or a personal one, we don't have that energy and that power and the resilience to manage that. And so having a morning routine that's intentional, that includes positive habits like exercising, journaling, um, consuming positive brain food, getting your plan ready for, for the day, whatever it is that fuels you and gives you that mental and physical power, 
that for me is literally the game changer. That is the difference between living a really intentional life where you can really, you know, find true happiness and success versus this autopilot where you wake up one day and you wonder what, what's really going on in your life. And it's important, isn't it, to sort of not get sucked into that autopilot mode, because I think where you are almost doing things without thinking about them, like, for instance, when you are checking your emails whilst you're maybe spending time with family or should at least be doing that, it's easy to just drift into those little errors, isn't it, and maybe just write something that isn't quite the right response, quite appropriate. And like I say, it can be more damaging in the long run, ultimately, can't it? Definitely, definitely. And I think giving yourself, I mean, I honestly, you know, I always share this, that, you know, pre-2016, I thought all of these things were a waste of time. I thought the way to get ahead, the way to be a successful leader was to work more hours, work harder, and the success would come. And then, of course, the happiness would come. But actually, I was running on empty because I wasn't fueling myself. You know, and I, I was terrible for doom scrolling. I don't know if you're familiar with this term, but it's definitely widely used in, in the US. But this concept of scrolling through negative information, especially mm. the news, and, and, and just almost sort of almost creating that stress and that anxiety in myself every morning. And, and using a lot of unhealthy, as I, as I said before, a lot of unhealthy habits, because I thought that the, if I did, you know, 12 hour days or 14 hour days, I'd be a better leader. And what, you know, having learned the lesson in a very difficult way, what I realized was that if I wake up in the morning and I don't look at my phone and I exercise and I consume something positive, whether it's a podcast or a book or a motivational video, and I get my plans and my head's in the game for the day, I am 100 times a better leader. I'm a better friend. I'm a better partner. Um, and that is totally contradicting the belief that many of us have and many of us have had our whole lives. And when you think about when we're children, when your parents wake you up in the morning, they tell you to get up, brush your teeth, put your clothes on, have breakfast and out the door, and then you're straight into school, aren't you? And we carry on that set of beliefs mm. when we when we go to university or when we go into work. And I think a lot of people now, like you say, perhaps as a result of the pandemic, are, are almost having this awakening um, and, and realising that there's, that's not sustainable. And we're ultimately going to burn out if we don't fill ourselves up each day. And and we, it doesn't have to be. And that's another thing I think people think with exercise, and that's why so many people struggle with exercise habits, building an exercise habit, because they think it has to be an hour and a half in the gym, when actually it could be a 10-minute YouTube video in your living room. You know, it's just, it's just all about starting small and, and being consistent. 
It absolutely is. And it's food for thought for anyone who kind of, you know, is in that habit of waking up in the morning and checking their work email straight away, maybe skips breakfast, maybe skips lunch to prioritise work-related issues. These are the kind of little changes that, you know, if you prioritise yourself, sort of take that time out to, you know, have something to eat, consume something positive, get yourself in the right mindset. It certainly can make a uh, massive difference. And uh, just for those listening into the uh, the podcast as well today, I mean, if you did want to find out a little bit more about um, our guest cat today and the morning game changer um catthorn.com that's k-a-t-t-h-o-r-n-e.com is the best port of call isn't it cat yes absolutely and, and i'm also really active on linkedin so um just catthorn on linkedin as well so I've, and i post usually daily and put quite a lot of um content about all of these things on there yeah, fantastic. So for anybody um, looking to find out a little bit more about Cat's story and the morning game changer and some of those positive habits that you can instill to really prioritise your own well-being and increase your productivity, change life for the better, that's a very, very good uh, source for you to uh, to go and pursue. And um, lastly, Cat, just before we do wrap up, because I'm conscious that we're sort of running short of time on the programme now, um, as we sort of look ahead to the remainder of 2022 and sort of into uh, next year and what that might bring, um, what are some of the, uh, the key things that you're going to be working working on and prioritising over this uh, this next 12 months, do you feel? Well, I'm definitely doing more um, speaking and I'm sort of expanding my networks. I've now got um, organisations I work with internationally, which is very exciting. Mm. So I think there's going to be, um, and I want to deliver really interactive keynotes and interactive sessions. So I'm working on, you know, getting rid of those stereotypes of quite boring, quite dull um, speeches and moving into let's get people involved, let's kind of uncover some of the self-awareness around habits, um, even in a really short space of time. And one of the other things I'm learning is that there's only one of me and I've got to be also conscious of my own well-being and not spreading myself too thin. So um, my masterclasses, which I run on, morning routines, positive phone habits, and lots of other topics are becoming really popular. So I'm looking at, over the next few months, converting those into online courses so they'll be more accessible for a wider audience. Um, but yes, it's, it's a really exciting time. And um, if, if anyone who's listening is interested in learning more, I do just coffee chat just, you know, just, to, just to find out more about it. Because I think what I'm doing is quite different to sort of typical well-being and mental health programs that are out there. Um, but different is often good too. So It certainly is, absolutely. I mean, I think if everybody was the same, we'd live in a very boring world, wouldn't we? Um, Kat, thank you ever so much we for taking <laughs> the time as well to, uh, to join us on the, uh, the podcast today. I mean, it's been brilliant having you with us. And um, I love the opportunity as well, you know, when sort of you current projects are sort of really starting to take off to maybe even catch up and have you back on the show just to see how it's all sort of coming together for you and sort of where you're going with all of this yeah i'd love to thank you so much and and it's been a real pleasure thanks so much for your time today it's been fa- it has indeed of course been fantastic welcoming cat thorn from the morning game changer onto today's program and i do hope that everybody tuning in as well as thoroughly enjoyed the interview today and remember for anyone looking to find out just a little bit more information about cat and what she does she is available on linkedin but also catthorn.com that's k-a-t-t-h-o-r-n-e.com is a great portal call as well just to find out that little bit more 
Um, if you are affected by some of the issues we've discussed today and maybe want to leave a comment on sort of work-related mental health and burnout and maybe you've had your own experience of that that you want to tell us about, then you can reach out via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash contact hyphen us to leave that comment. Or you can even apply to be on the show yourself and talk about your own experience via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply. And that would also be the same port of call if you want to come onto the show to talk about your own business and whatever it does and any issues that may be pertinent to your line of work. Uh, For now, you've been tuning into the Leaders Council podcast and I've been your host, Scott Chaloner, today. Please do take care all and goodbye.